0: Hello, and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and on this week's episode, I wanted to find out more about Gurtjean Agricultural College, their farm system, and hear what they have to offer students. I'm joined by Gurtjean Beef Lecturer, Peter Grogan, and Drystock Farm Manager, Gerard Carey. First, as ask Farm Manager Gerard, what systems are operated at Gurtjean College?
1: We run a suckler and sheep, calf to beef, uh, enterprise here in the college. Uh, we rear we the dairy calves, uh, the bull calves to beef, and um, we also run a dairy contract business for the for the college, the dairy college part of it. Uh, so there's about sixty-seven Frisian heifer calves, and the same year and a half, which in the next week or so they'll be going back to the dairy in calf. Um, so it's a suckler and sheep really that's the end I look after and um, we we bring our most of the calves we, we actually sell some of the calves the spring born calves to the mart the 10 of the best wheeling um, calves that went there only two weeks ago and we have our autumn born bull calves fattening in the sheds here at the moment so um we also have the cows calved the autumn ones are finished and we are starting to um run the bull again maybe in the next week or so uh for eight weeks and um the cows are housed we have the cows housed at the moment uh the the the, the, the cows and the calves just came in uh last uh, thursday and uh, we'd bring in the dry cows in on friday because of the the rain um so at the moment um what's housed We've all the beef bullocks in we've 80 of them and uh the beef heifers are in as well and um the suckler cows are housed and uh we have about 160 wheeling still out uh just uh grazing off whatever grass is left We also have eight acres of fodder ape, or it's actually kale that we saw there in um, July, and we have 25 heifers on that. Um, They're autumn-born, some autumn and spring-born out of the suckler herd. So they are just started grazing that this week.
0: You mentioned the sheep have an important role with the beef enterprise. What benefits do you see to having a mixed enterprise with the beef and sheep?
1: Well, I suppose it shows the style of farming. It's um, It's a suckler and sheep. Uh, we run the sheep with the beef cattle and the uh, autumn-born um, sucklers over in our out farm or trench farm as we call it, and um, they have a great benefit together. They're a great out paddocks cleaner, and uh, they complement one another. And of course, you know, there's slack times when we're not selling any any animals because all of our all of our steers will be sold by maybe April or early lambs. We we've we've early lambs and and uh, late lambs, so we've we start lambing here in January and uh, we also lamb again in March. So the January lambs will be coming on stream there in April and May and June. And uh, it just gives a little extra boost to the income that comes from the dry stock and of things. And uh, once the mid-season lambs come in and streamed in in uh, G- July, August, June, July and August. So it gives another push on there to have extra income coming in there. And uh, it brings you then into maybe some of the 20-month-old heifers then starting to be killed off of grass come September and October. So there's a cash flow running there from the, 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 the dry stock end of things.
0: Most definitely. You mentioned you're well-integrated with the dairy herd. How does the contract rearing work within Garchin?
1: It's, it's working well. It's working well. Um, so we, 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 take our, we take the heifer calves from the dairy guys at uh, maybe 12 weeks of age when they're, when they're weaned off their milk. And at that stage, because it's a spring calving herd, so their calves are nearly straight out the grass then at that stage. We try and get the calves out there in April. And um, we also run the, the, the in-calf heifers or, or the, the be-maiden heifers at that stage in the springtime of the year. And um, yes, run, the, the, it runs quite well. And again, it's an extra income for, for, for our end of the things. And it shows students. The benefits maybe of of um, having little enterprises like that going in for suckler and sheepmen.
0: And you're also sourcing the replacement heifers for the beef herd from the dairy herd. How does that work?
1: We're we're very lucky to have a good herd of cows, a good herd of Frisian cows here. So uh, our dairy herdsman will pick these cows that um, are suppose not uh, be more British Frisian type cows and cows that um, probably with smaller yields. He'd put a limousine bull on them, an easy calving limousine bull, a good uh, terminal sire on them. And um, we'll get our replacement heifers from that. So they're they're, they're black limousine heifers, majority of them.
0: And you're picking the bulls that are put onto these cows?
1: We're picking the bulls, exactly. exactly.
0: You just mentioned that the breeding season is around the corner for the autumn herd. What's the plan?
1: Right, so the plan, actually we're here on Wednesday morning with our vet out and we pre-scanned all the cows just to make sure that they're all sound cycling wise. And um, so uh, luckily enough, we had, um, we got them out because we had uh, six cows that uh, had, uh, were cystic. And uh, so he, he's has put co- coils in them and uh, they're on a, a program now with uh, Receptol, and hopefully Saturday week we'll um, actually fix them. So we might fix AI them, them cows. So we'll start, we'll start AI maybe next Friday. Uh, so they're going. I just the tail paint put on the cows there as well, and we clipped their tails and having them clean. And um, yeah, hopefully now that's uh, they'll, they'll come in and cycle in well. And uh, we'll, I'll actually run a Charlie bull with them. We we have we have actually two Charlie bulls. We bought a new Charlie bull only a few weeks ago, and uh, we still have the old Charlie bull that's um, that's there, but he's getting quite heavy. He's a, he's a, he's a big bull, so we have, we have a, a young guy just have a backup.
0: And how long will you AI for?
1: We won't AI, we we'll just, maybe that's the only AI we'll actually do, maybe it's just do those six cows, but we will leave the bull in for eight weeks. So, if I put him in now about the 12th or 15th um, of November, he'll definitely come out by the 5th or the 10th of January. So it's still seven or eight weeks.
0: And what's the plan in relation to the spring herd? Scanning has taken place on that herd.
1: So the spring herd will just house them last Friday, this day a week and um so they're in now and um they're under straw under silage and uh we'll put them on a maybe next month we'll put them on a pre-calving mineral with the straw and the silage and they're due now the first of february or somewhere around there and um they're settling in grand. settling grad now
0: and how did the spring scanning go for those?
1: Spring scanning went very, very well for us. We actually had one cow empty out of the 43 that went to the bull. And uh, she's, she's, she's gone off with herself. We actually, she, was, she was in good old nick and we, we let her off to the factory here back two weeks ago.
0: That was great going.
1: Ah, uh, It's good, yeah, exactly. We were, we were very, very happy with that. The snow was that way.
0: You mentioned they're stocking finishing at the moment. What's the plan for finishing stocking the sheds at the moment?
1: Right. Okay. So the the, the 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 bullocks, the steers are in, and some of the heifers. So they're in now, and by f- first of February we hope that uh, the first of the bullocks will be will be fattened and going on. So we're we're on um, the moment. They're on meal. I don't know what I think they're on five. Sorry, know, they're on five kg's of meal, and uh, we started on fodder beet. We actually grow some fodder beet here as well. And they're on fodder beef and silage, and a, a small bit of straw.
0: There's a lot of stock housed at the moment that are on different finishing programs. What's the plan for each group?
1: Yes, so we'll, 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 we'll talk about the, the bull beef. So we've 12 of them at the moment and they came in in September as, just as yearlings. And their weight they came in as was 550 kgs. And um, hopefully by uh, the 1st of January, once they hit the 16 months, once they hit the 16 months they um will, will be will be going as current age so currently they're on they're on 10 kgs of concentrate 10 kgs of silage 5 kgs of fodder beet and a 0.5 of a kg of straw and um that will be um you know it'll be at lib meal by mid-november and uh providing 70 days of day uh, at lib it'll be about 70 days again they're slaughtered so um, the last time they were weighed actually was the sixteenth of October, and the weight's six hundred twenty-five kgs. So their are averaging average daily weight gain is one point six kgs.
0: That's excellent. What targets will you plan to have them killed at?
1: Uh, oh God, would it be nice to have uh, it? would be nice to have them at four four hundred and twenty plus. So you know, to get them up there at a dim weight.
0: And in relation to the finishing heifers. Uh,
1: the, heifers, the heifers are, are on, 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 on the same thing as, as, as the bullocks at the moment. So they're on 25 kgs of silage at the moment and 4 kgs of meal and 5 kgs of beet and they're on a 0. 0.5 kg of straw. And the beet will be gradually increased up to 15 kgs and continue to monitor that as it goes forward.
0: And the heifers that's out on keel at the moment, how will they be managed?
1: At the moment, we started started on in there on Tuesday. And thank God we're after getting three or four fine days now to let them settle in on that. So they're getting a bale of silage and they're getting one kg of wheeling and ration. And they'll get their strip of kale every day then. Now they're, at the moment, though, they're just settling in on, on, on their new surroundings and one thing or another. So, you know, previous years, it works quite well. Because they're only yearlings and stuff, they're going to get their minerals in the in, in their meal. I, I can let out, I will probably will put out some buckets with them as well, some selenium buckets and, uh, and that.
0: What is the health plan on the farm in the coming weeks? We're at the moment now. We're clipping their,
1: uh, we're clipping their tails and their backs. Actually, we have um, we've three students held here for the month of um, of October. They're on work experience, and that's their job at the moment is is clipping their the, the cattle's backs and their tails and um, and getting them cleaned up. And um, there'll be there'll be those maybe in two or three weeks' time. It'll be a month after they're housed and uh, we'll also put on some pour on maybe for the lice. But that's a job that will be done with the technicians and the students when they come back to the college, when they come back here. So at the moment anyway, but the animals themselves then they were IBR'd and they were bovi passed coming in about, well they were bovi passed three weeks before they were housed. They had their IBR vaccinations there in July. So, so we'll be also taking some faecal samples and we'll keep an eye on, on the worms and the fluke.
0: Thanks very much, George. That's a great overview of the suckler and beef unit at Gertjean Agricultural College. Next, we're joined by Peter Grogan. Peter is the beef lecturer at Gertjean Agricultural College. Peter, what dry stock courses are offered in Gertjean?
2: Yes yeah, so Catherine I suppose any student who, who suppose is, is wishing to complete what's better known I suppose, as the green cert um, it's now a two-year course so students will complete what's known as a level five certificate in agriculture in year one and in year two then they will progress on to completing what's known as a level six advanced certificate in either dry stock dairy or crops and machinery so in year two of the course the student would specialize in their, their I suppose they're areas they're most interested in. Um, on completion of the of the two year course then it's equivalent to, as we said, the green cert and that would meet the requirements for stamp duty exemption and qualify all students for the parent of agriculture schemes such as your TAMS, young farmer schemes, etc. Um, I suppose across the two years of the course, Catherine, um, the students would complete modules in, in a range of different areas, mainly focused on animal husbandry, um, animal nutrition some farm business related modules, um, farm safety, food assurance, environmental modules. There's a lot of modules, you know, including grassland machinery, um, workshop skills, basic farm maintenance. And for our tillage students, then they'd be focused on more modules, focusing around crop husbandry and crop management modules. Um, I suppose a major comp- part of the course then would be the the placement that students would go on. So over their two-year period on the full-time course, students will complete a total of 24 weeks uh, placement with a host farmer. So eight weeks of that placement is done in year one, and then 16 weeks of it is completed in year two of their course. Um, I suppose there's a number of options, maybe it's important to point out in how the students can complete their green cert. One would be the full-time course, which is most common, I suppose, for students who will be just finished school. Um, where to attend the college Monday to Friday? Um the only requirement there is that students would have to be over the age of seventeen uh, years of age on the by the following January of the year at the start of the course. And I suppose the course is very much so split fifty percent theory and fifty percent practical hands on learning outside on the college farm. Um, and I suppose the best op, the best i suppose option or result from that course would be that students have the option to progress on um to further education and complete maybe a level seven a level eight and even a level nine degree in agriculture agricultural science in some of the surrounding ITs or universities um, in the country as well. The second option will be to complete that course on a part-time basis where students um, would have to be over the age of 23, and instead of attending the college on a Monday to Friday, they would attend two nights per week, so generally a Monday evening and a Wednesday evening from 7pm to 10pm. And again, it will be a two-year course. However, with that option, there will be no progression to further education. And then the last option will be to complete the course as what we know as a distance learning course, where students um, must previously have held a, a qualification of a level six um, or, or, or greater, so previous level six qualification or higher um, and they would attend the college one day per month, generally one Friday from 9 a.m. to, to 5 p.m. Uh, one Friday a month. Um, and again, there would be no progression to further education um, from, from that option. Um, so that's, that would be mainly their options, Catherine, in terms of, I suppose, to recap, I suppose it's a two-year course. First of all, it's their level five and then specialise in, in their second year with a level six in either dry stock dairy or crops and machinery.
0: The students really attending the college experience a lot of Gertine Farm and get a lot of placement out on other farms. What's happening at Gertine College now with current COVID restrictions?
2: Yeah, so look, I suppose no different than, than a lot of businesses. Like COVID has, has presented its own challenges to, hear it, to us here in Gertine as well. But um, I one things for sure. We've been very lucky that we've been able to continue with our courses um, even from the very first lockdown last March. We managed to continue with delivering those courses. We went online with those courses and students got to complete them successfully. And I suppose um you know this year we've started up our new course again in September um and I suppose we were being, we were able to be more prepared for for we knew what to expect. But our main priority of course is to make sure that both students and staff are, are kept safe and in doing so we were complying with some of the you know the HSE guidelines that, that we have to comply with. So we've put um lots of measures in place this year. So we've we've put up a lot of hand sanitizer dispensers both inside and outside on the college. Um, we've put in place a one-way system where students are when indoors, they only move in one one direction and then we've um, You know, we've, we've decided to stagger lunch breaks for different groups as well so that the number of people in the canteen at any one time will be less and to make sure that we're maintaining that two meter social distance and uh, when students are on in the college um, Students then have also been put into smaller group sizes this year. So instead of teaching uh, a group size of maybe 15 or 16 students. The group size this year is half of that, so only seven or eight students uh, per group size this year. So again, it's to try and make sure that uh, two metre social distance is maintained. Um, also, then I suppose um, you know students are, are wearing you know face masks are compulsory this year, but we've 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 adopted online learning. So our theory classes, a lot of them now, are online. And then when the students are actually in the college, they're just basically doing their practical skill learning outside on the on the college farm. Um, since our level five, since the most recent level five lockdown, students um, attend only two days a week for the practical learning, and then the other remaining days are uh, online learning from home. So I suppose it's, you know, everyone. It's been a, it's been a challenge, but in fairness to everyone, catching everyone is, you know, has done is doing their part, and, and the main thing is that the course is to continue.
0: Peter, students attending the college, what experience can they get on the Gertine farm?
2: Um yeah, so catching typically a, a day a day on a daily basis for a student attending the college, about half their day would be indoors in, in theory uh, or lecture classes and then the other half of their day will be outside uh, gaining practical hands on learning on the farm. So students would have the opportunity to gain experience, particularly working with animals. So, you know, gain experience of calving and cows or lamignots, um, tagging the horn and castrating dosing animals, injecting. There's a whole list of skills, but there'll be just some of the more common or more familiar skills. And then in other areas, such as farm maintenance, so students will be shown how to do you know, the correct procedure for fencing, uh, plumbing, so connecting up water trots and drinkers, um, setting up foundations and laying blocks. And then the, the other area would be mainly focused on machinery operations. So Students would gain a lot of experience there around tractor driving, um, tractor maintenance. So, you know, how to service a tractor and identify what maybe could be wrong with a tractor. And then operating machinery, so diet feeders, loader operations, slurry spreaders, uh, tillage equipment. So our, our tillage students we get a lot of experience around uh, ploughing, tilling, sowing and looking after those crops uh, right through until harvest time.
0: For students that may be interested in attending a course at Gurchie, you mentioned between the full-time course, part-time course, a distant course, there's a lot of options available. What should students do?
2: Um, I suppose, yeah. In terms of if, if if any student is interested in any of the courses that we have on offer, unfortunately this year we haven't been able to host our usual open days that we would hold. Um, but you know, I would I'd recommend anyone to still get in contact with the college, and if they do want to see our facilities, that could still be arranged uh, on an individual basis. Um, as I say, you know, as I say, we're open for business. You, we're centrally located, we have great facilities, and with students attending from right across the country. Um, and with accommodation to offer, so it is. You know, it, there's a, there's a lot to be. It's a very interesting college with so much hands-on learning across all our enterprises on the college. Um, and I suppose it's important to maybe point out that um, I suppose in addition to our, our beef and sheep enterprise, Gertine also has a very large-scale commercial dairy enterprise of 220 pedigree uh, holstein Frisian cows. Um, and our Yo flock of 450 ewes, and also growing 100 acres of tillage. So it's important, you know, if anyone is any any way interested, I'd encourage them to get in contact with the college by phone or by uh, visiting our website. Um, and it's also important to remember that, you know, Gertine is a is a very good starting point for any student who wants to gain. A lot of hands-on practical experience or learning and that there's also uh, great opportunities and progression routes after Gurtin so students can progress to completing a level 7 or level 8 degree in agricultural science afterwards if they so wish.
0: Thanks Peter for an overview of the dry stock courses offered at Gurtin Agricultural College. I think the course will offer a practical, technical and financial skills for students running their own farm business. Thanks Catherine. That's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Jared and Peter for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie, or you can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.